And on the phone with me now, I've been previewing this all morning. So the expectations are through the roof here, Ken, uh, with the, the LST 325, the land LST land ship. I just forgot the, the nickname for it. Uh, land <laughs> ship tank. Is that right? Is that land ship tank? Landing ship tank. Landing yeah. ship. We were oh, designed yeah. to put tanks on shore yeah. without a dock. So the LST, oh, yes. LST 325 is, a I want to say, a World War II era ship in the Navy that's headed to lacrosse. You guys are about to embark on a seven-day uh, seven tour, seven-day journey. A seven-day journey to get to lacrosse, six and a half days to be exact. Right now, if our spreadsheet's correct, we'll be docking uh, around sunset Tuesday of next week. Okay. It's like, say, the Navy has a second word for this ship. It, you know, a landing ship tank are large, slow target. We're one of the slowest ships in the Navy as well. So we're not going to set any speed records getting up there. Can you get on? Can you get up on skis behind it? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this thing is is going to be chugging down the river. Um, how how does it chug down the river? I know you work in the engine room. So what kind of engine we got in this thing? Well, we got two uh, Detroit diesel engines in this thing. Uh, made by General Motors. They originally were built for locomotives. And during the war, there was a shortage of engines, and the LST was a priority for the war. So they went to the rail yards and pulled those engines out of the locomotive manufacturers and brought it to the Navy yard and put it in our ship. So we got two 12-cylinder diesel engines down in the engine room, each generating 900 horsepower. The pistons are about the size of a coffee can, so it's it's a pretty interesting engine to see. Not one of them Keurig coffee cans, right? Not the little plastic. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> this is a three-pound, you know, Folgers coffee can. It's a good size uh, piston in there. All right, so you guys are going to be chugging along here in a, co- a couple of hours, heading down. Okay, from what I understand, the Ohio River, and then you told me before you're going to go down the Ohio River and then hang a right up the Mississippi, easiest pot. Yeah, that's the way. That's it, all it's to it, you know. It's it's simple as can be. We do it all under our own power. We got some people say, "Well, you're going to get towed in." Uh huh. If, if we're getting towed in, it's a bad day. We're this is an 80 year old ship that's fully operational. We've got electrical systems on board. We got our power system for the props. We've got everything as it was or better you know, 80 years ago. Now we certainly had to do some updates because you just can't take an 80 year old vessel and navigate the Mississippi anymore. So we have to, you know, upgrade the navigation, the communications. We've got radar on here now. The LSTs typically did not have radar. Yeah, you, you know, just GPS, all those other devices. You got your fish finder on there too? Um, no. <laughs> are, are, can you, like, this is a silly question, but, you know, seven days, you got to kill the time. Can you do some fishing off the side? Uh, typically not. It's, <laughs> we're fast enough that it just doesn't work well. Yeah, you wouldn't catch uh, anything, I suppose. But we've got a four-hour watch we've got to take, and a day like today, that engine room's going to be very warm. Yeah. Uh, we've got, you know, fresh air coming into it, but we're looking at 120 degrees down that engine room. So we got a four-hour shift that we're going to have to put in. Then we got 12 hours off, so... We've got other duties to do. We got to certainly do maintenance on the ship. We got to clean the ship. All those things to get ready for our tour stop and lacrosse. And we have to work some sleep in there because you get you know twelve hours in that hot engine room. It takes it out of you. Yeah, definitely. And okay. it, the average age of the crew, I'm not sure on this one. We typically say is around seventy degrees. So the most part, it's a bunch of old guys. 
Yeah, seventy. We have a few young I, ones, but I read yeah. that you're. Yeah, you you said degrees, but seventy two years old. That's the average age of your crew, huh? That is, yeah. Um, you, we certainly have some young ones, but uh, not. And we have some old ones. We got, uh, I think, two individuals in their nineties. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Okay, so so this thing was created during during or around the World War II era. So can you kind of describe? Okay, this thing is like three hundred and some feet long, right? Yeah, it's a three hundred twenty feet long, fifty feet wide. We draw around three feet in the bow and about nine feet at the stern. So we're a very shallow vessel. We're a flat bottom ship. So that's why we can run up and down the Mississippi and Ohio, because we can get into basically the same place as all the barge traffic goes, which makes us kind of unique, because we can bring the museum to La Crosse versus somebody having to travel. You know, a lot of people go see the aircraft carriers and on the different coasts, but you can't bring an aircraft carrier up to Mississippi. But the LST is going to be in La Crosse. Yeah, if we could bring an aircraft carrier, that'd be pretty amazing. But this is going to be awesome, too. Um, and then can you kind of describe, I know you're not the, the the history aficionado here, but I'm sure you've done this for long enough that you can go. What, what did this ship do during World War II? Okay, it was first it was built in 1942, commissioned in 1943. From there, it went to the Mediterranean and supported operations in North Africa, then Sicily and Salerno. After those operations were uh, completed, it went to England, and it was prepped for D-Day. This ship made 44 trips across the channel in support of D-Day and was on Omaha Beach at 11 o'clock, D-Day plus one. So it would deliver tanks. It would deliver ducks. It, it basically, artillery pieces, trucks, whatever needed to go onto Omaha Beach, this ship was delivering with other LSTs. And then on the return trip, it, you know, it's really a, uh, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type of thing. It's delivering all this war equipment to the shore. And then on the way back, that tank deck, which is where we had the 20 Sherman tanks, would be converted into a hospital and be covered with stretchers with uh, wounded coming back to England. The wardroom where the officers ate actually had a surgery table in it. So when they were bringing troops back and somebody needed surgery, they brought them up to the wardroom and it was turned into a surgical suite. So it had multiple purposes that it got used for during the war. Yeah, it was bringing troops. So the, the way I'm, lo- I'm looking at a picture, I, I'm looking at a, at a picture of the boat because it's got US-325 uh, on the side. So I think this is the boat that's coming. Um, it is. It, it would ground up onto the beach, and then uh, like a, like a, the, the doors would open up like big old barn doors, I guess, to the right and left, and then a ramp would come out, and, and that's where either the troops or tanks or whatever would come out the front, right? And absolutely. What actually happens when they prepare for a landing, they've got an anchor on the back of the ship that maybe a 1,000 yards out. They'll drop that anchor oh, wow. and, and then proceed on to the ship. Now, this ship was built by an individual that designed submarines, so it's got ballast tanks all over it. So what they would do is ballast the bow of the ship high and literally drive it right up on shore. Then they'd transfer ballast to the front of the ship and plant that bow right on the shore, open up the bow doors, drop the bow ramp, and away they'd go. There's actually an elevator that would bring equipment from the top deck down to the tank deck to unload. Do you guys use that elevator now just to get out because you're all old? 
Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, when you get here... Good question, but no. <laughs> now, Ken, you're from the Westby area originally, so you know Riverside Park is here. What about, what if we take the ship and just crash it into Pettibone Beach and just give an example of, uh, you know, how this worked back in D-Day? Well, how about if we do that with the Higgins boat instead? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we will have two Higgins boats on, on the ship, and we are going to put one in the water, so that will be operating out in the Mississippi. Uh, periodically through the weekend. Okay, yeah, so, uh, we we could do Pettibone Beach, but you know, I'm I'm thinking the Coast Guard might not like that. <laughs> just just kind of thinking. All right, <laughs> so I'm googling Higgins boat now. So Higgins boat, can you can you explain what that is a little bit? You know, if you remember the movie Private Saving Private Ryan, yeah, they, that's the one you typically see where all the troops are standing up in the boat and it's it's heading to shore. That's a, a very small version. They you know, basically that was just for putting troops on board. It maybe could hold one Jeep. And we've got a couple of those kind of as just extra boats if we need to get to shore and we don't want to take the ship there. Okay, so so instead of, so the Higgins boat, would the Higgins boat come out of the LST if the LST was out in the, you know, out in the ocean or out in the sea? No, we've got on davits on the side of the ship. Oh, okay. So they're actually hanging. So we lower the davits over the water and then drop the Higgins boat down into the water, start the engines, and away we go. Okay. I, yeah, I'm just trying to see initially what I was thinking the LST was, was the Higgins boat. So this is interesting that you actually have both. You have the LST and the Higgins boat coming. And, and we you, do. you're going to put, put them around, uh, around the Mississippi, around Riverside Park. That'll be cool. We are, yeah. We're going to put one in the water so you'll be able, when you tour the ship, You'll be able to walk up and, and look down into the Higgins boat as well, and you know. And um, we're planning on putting it out on the water so you could, you know, those folks on Pettibone Beach might be able to see the Higgins boat come over and see them. Yeah. So now let's explain. You're taking what? Well, what kind of looks do you get when you're chugging this thing down the Ohio River and then up the Mississippi River? Uh, it's got to you got to get some strange looks, huh? Oh, it's great. Uh, we'll have. Well, first off, you can go on our website, lstmemorial.org, and you'll know where the ship is. There's a, a tab you can click on, and it'll give you the location of the ship. So we've got people all over our route that will watch that website and figure out where we're going to be, and they'll be on bridges, they'll be on shore. We've gone busted up a couple of parties even, and all of a sudden you got 20, 30 boats kind of pacing you up the river and, and having a good time. So it's it's a it's a pretty interesting event, and we have a good time with it. We've got a couple of guns on board that will shoot off. No live ammunition. Uh, we don't want anybody to get worried about it. We've got a propane charge that we put into some of the anti-aircraft guns. The only weaponry on this ship is all defensive weaponry. There's no offensive weaponry. It's just to protect itself in case it was attacked or strafed by an aircraft. And there is actually... Uh, one bullet hole in the ship that we've maintained down that you can see when you walk into the tank deck where it received um, enemy fire. Uh, I believe it was in Sicily. Okay, I was going to ask, maybe it was just you guys shooting some guns one day, but it actually happened. Uh... <laughs> no, this was actual battle damage. <laughs> um, and the, Okay, so in the uniqueness of this, so we're speaking with Ken Rupp. He's part of the, the tour, the, the LST-25 naval vessel from World War II era that's going to be in Riverside Park a week from today, even even maybe even Tuesday night, so you could see it come into the docks there. Um, 
Now, the, this ship is unique, right? There's, the, there's none other in existence or none others that are existence in this capacity where we're sailing up and down. I say sailing, but we're, uh, we're, we're, we're floating up and down the river? That's correct. We are the only operational LST in war configuration. Now, there's some of them that have been converted over for ferries and things like that, but uh, there's very few of those even operating. Uh, the military pretty much, well, they took them all out of inventory. Interesting enough, the uh, history on this particular ship is it was in the U.S. Navy until the mid-60s, at which time it was then uh, given to the Greek Navy, and it spent roughly 40 years in the Greek Navy, at which time the Greek Navy decided they didn't need it anymore and scrapped it. So there's a group of sailors, and actually there's one individual through the cross that was on the crew to bring this ship over. So these old sailors went over to Greece, got the ship put back in order, and sailed it over to Mobile, Alabama. And then the, then the question became, what do we do with the ship? So they had it in Mobile, Alabama, and it was like, you just don't park a ship anywhere. So they ended up ending with the city of Evansville, which used to build LSTs. The largest LST shipyard was in Evansville, Indiana. So it worked well that the city was able to find a spot for it, and it's right on the Ohio, so it's kind of the center of our cruising area. <laughs> um, and uh, reading some of the notes here, it cost $1.4 million to build that. Is that like 1940s money? Oh, that's 1940s money. Oh, wow. Okay. We're, we're going to spend close to $2 million just putting it through dry dock this winter. Um, every 10 years for Coast Guard regulation, since it's an operational ship, we have to put it through dry dock. And we'll be taking it down to Texas in January. So that's why we do the cruises is to fund our operation. Our business model is certainly we have it on tours availability in Evansville 11 months out of the year. But that one month, we take it on the road, so to speak, and take it out to the people. We'll have 15,000, 20,000 people go through the ship on a good weekend. That's Ken Rupp. He is the, well, let's see. He's got a lot of, he wears a lot of hats. If they are wearing hats, he's the cruise director. He's in the engine room. He's called the Snipe, I think. Uh, and he's he does medical on the LST-325. They're about to set sail, so to speak. Uh, they're not a sailboat, but... Uh, and embark into lacrosse in seven days here. I really appreciate Ken coming on, Ken, and we'll see you in a week. I, we're, you're coming in studio. I'm making you come in here on next Wednesday. That works. Absolutely. But, well, why don't you bring the studio to the ship? <laughs> I would, yeah, you know what? I, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. I'll we'll figure something okay. out. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, bug you. I'll bug you here in a couple of days, but appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, absolutely no problem. They're forming up for quarters, so. I've got to get in line here and salute the flag real quick. So, All right. good talking to you. We're looking forward to coming to lacrosse. The crew is, is excited. Yeah, definitely.